we have all had different childhoods in different locations, and yet we arrive as a community into a place where we continue to learn, to grow, to expand our capacity for understanding what is going on in the world around us. A few weeks ago, modern her story seemed to jump off a bookstore shelf right into my hands. Its author is Blair Amani, a 22-year-old woman who stepped to the fore after the Alton Sterling shooting in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It, I know this story because the Baton Rouge UU congregation was right on the edge of a couple weeks of turmoil in their community. And one Sunday, they locked the doors to their church after being instructed to do so because a shooter was active in the area and loose. As for Alton Sterling, it had been his practice to sell CDs outside a convenience store, something that happens in that area, a way to make some money. And someone had called the police and complained, and in the midst of questioning, Sterling was shot. The streets of the city filled with protesters. And in the midst of peaceful protests, Imani was singled out and arrested. A few days later, after her release from jail, Imani set up a vigil for three policemen. Three Baton Rouge officers were shot by a Kansas City man who came for revenge. Do a few of you remember that story? This was the day when the Baton Rouge UU Church's doors were locked after the service. Said Amani, all violence is wrong. I've always been against police brutality, but violence is wrong. This is not the right way. Our community is in a seemingly perpetual state of mourning. Waking up to the headlines of yet another shooting less than a week after my arrest at a peaceful protest broke my heart. The senseless violence must end. We must come together as a community in purposeful and meaningful ways. It was from these Baton Rouge roots that Amani came to several difficult choices in her life and decided to share them with the world. She shared that she was Muslim. She shared that she was gay. And she shared that her, she had bent her life to pursue peaceful and purposeful ways of finding and ending violence in the world. Modern Her Story is a part of that purposeful, meaningful effort. Tracy Yingling, Judith Shattuck, and Des Fair have researched three brave and startling women and non-binary people who are rewriting history. We're going to take them in that order. Tracy chose Ellen DeGeneres, modern her story shares these thoughts on DeGeneres. 
Though she knew she was gay, Ellen had remained closeted about her sexual orientation from the start of her career. In 1996, President Bill Clinton signed the Defense of Marriage Act, which defined marriage at the federal level as a union of one man and one woman. Against this critical cultural background of homophobia, Ellen bravely came out on the Oprah Winfrey show in 1997. Today, Ellen continues to be an outspoken advocate of human and animal rights, as well as one of America's most beloved entertainers. Tracy will add more on the life and mission of Ellen DeGeneres. There might be just a little overlap in what he said and what I say. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres, well-known and beloved female comic and Showtime's funniest person in America in 1984, was born January 26, 1958 in Metairie, Louisiana. Did I say that right? Yes. <laughs> in 1986, she performed her Conversation with God on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and earned the distinction of being the only female comic to be invited over to the famed couch during her first visit. This is an occasion of which she is quite proud. Not long after her Tonight Show appearance, Ellen was offered the chance to star in her own TV sitcom simply entitled Ellen. In April 1997, during the fourth season of this show, amidst the cultural backdrop of homophobia starkly represented by President Clinton's Defense of Marriage Act, she announced that the world, to the world that she was gay. Coming out to Oprah Winfrey both on Oprah's show and by writing a scene for her sitcom's character coming out to Oprah who was played the role of her therapist on the show. This would be the highest ranked and most celebrated episode of that show. Regrettably, Ellen's show was canceled the fo following the 1998 season due to criticism and the withdrawal of advertising from some of the show's sponsors. The networks cut back on promoting of the show and the Walt Disney's company feeling uncomfortable with the LGBTQ content being incorporated into the show. In an episode of Armchair Expert podcast, Ellen recounted to Dax Shepard, the host of the podcast, how she chose to publicly come out, willingly, oh, willing to sacrifice her career in order to lift the burden of her secret as she had been closeted. <clears throat> and she did not anticipate, nor did she wish, to be an LGBTQ leader or political activist. However, the death of openly gay University of Wyoming student Matthew Shepard in Laramie, Wyoming, which occurred soon after her announcement, she began to realize how her influence and activism could be important and make a difference. In this brief clip, recorded on October 14, 1998, at a celebrity vigil in the United States Capitol Steps, Ellen had this to say. Well, just when they thought I'd shut up. I am so pissed off. I can't stop crying. 
you know, I, I just, I, I mean, I know we all feel the same way, and I'm, I'm here, and I'm, you know, he's got these two close friends here, and I'm, I don't even know him, and I'm thinking this is just really selfish of me. I mean, what, pull yourself together, and, and it just hit me why I am so devastated by it. It's because this is what I was trying to stop. This is exactly why I did what I did. Her heartfelt speech would serve as a call to action, to stand with the LGBTQ community, to, and to call for a more inclusive approach to ending hate violence. Ellen would not return to performing for several years, having been rejected by the entertainment industry and feeling humiliated by how her coming out had become the subject of late night talk show jokes and criticism from other performers. She has shared, however, um, how she is grateful and amazed that she was given the chance to rebuild her career at 45, practically unheard of in Hollywood, and has achieved what she has in the past 15 years. Amongst these achievements are her marriage to Portia de Rossi in, nine, in 2008, after the overturn of the same-sex marriage ban in California, and the Ellen DeGeneres show, which recorded its 2000th episode in 2015, and is currently at about 2,750 episodes. This multi-award-winning winning daytime talk show provides her an opportunity to spotlight humanitarian and animal rights causes. Further, in 2015, Ellen launched her lifestyle brand, ED, Ellen DeGeneres. Many of her brand collections support charitable causes, such as Be Kind to Elephants, the David Sheldrick Wildlife Fund, and her own Ellen DeGeneres Wildlife Fund. In the same year, Forbes named her the 50th most powerful woman in the world and number two on the World Pride Powered List. And in 2018, Forbes reported her as the 15th highest paid entertainer in the world. As of August 2018, at the age of 60, keep that in mind, DeGeneres has more than 76 million followers on Twitter at 60 and 55.8 million followers on Instagram, making her the seventh most followed user on Twitter, behind Katy Perry, Justin Bieber, Barack Obama, Rihanna, Taylor Swift, and Lady Gaga. Note, she's higher than number 45. And she's the 28th most followed user on Instagram. She has authored four books, started her own recording company called 1111. 11 is a very important number to her and a production company called A Very Good Production. One of her greatest honors was being awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by her friend Barack Obama in 2016. In his speech, Obama commented on Ellen's bravery in coming out on one of the most public of stages and how important it was to have someone full of kindness who we like so much, who could be our neighbor, our colleague, or our sister challenge our assumptions, remind us that we have more in common than we realize, and push our country in the direction of justice, one joke and one dance at a time. I recall that when I was in Turkey, one of the women we met there said she loved the Ellen Show. <laughs> So Ellen does get around the world. Judith chose to lift up the life of Dr. Roxanne Gay. Modern Her Story shares this on Dr. Gay. 
Because of her family's frequent relocation for work, Roxanne found comfort in books and developed a love of reading and writing at an early age. Her critically acclaimed 2014 essay, Bad Feminist, challenges and expands the meaning of the term feminist while affirming the importance of personal choice in her own life. This is important. Feminism continues to change over time and it, ta it, it, it involves some connection to this uh, to really fully understand it. Bad feminists. In 2017's book, Hunger, Roxanne discusses her life as a fat black woman living in a society that, provides, that prioritizes the thinness, whiteness, and maleness. Hunger is not about weight loss or conforming to conventional definitions of beauty. It's about reality. Judith. Would all the women in the room please stand up? Statistics say that one in five of us has been raped. Thank you. I will not ask you to out yourselves, but I do want to make the point that Dr. Roxanne Gay has carefully and forcefully written about in her best-selling book of essays, Bad Feminist. This is an experience many women share but unlike most of, our, most of our experience, it is not something we talk about. Dr. Gay has removed the veil of silence and asks us, women and men alike, to examine that impact on our lives, collectively and as individuals. Please allow me to introduce to you a beautiful black woman, Dr. Roxanne Gay. Of her many writings, I want to highlight just one, one that examines and illuminates, zeroes in on rape culture. Dr. Gay is no Christine Blasey Ford, soft-spoken, composed, yet determined to tell her story. Dr. Gay is big and bold, over six feet tall, and a self-described fat person of 300 plus pounds. Her persona and her writing are bodacious. Yet, these two women have something in common that most American women carry in their private innermost souls. In trying to make sense of what happened to her, Dr. Gay decided that if she were a, high, a bigger person, the act of violence would not have happened. She was 12 years old when she was gang raped. She vowed to ward off any future violent attack on her person by gaining physical stature. I would argue that in the end, she gained strength of character 
and an intellect able to tell a story with audacity and gutsy truth. One reviewer has penned, Roxy and Gay has compiled an, an amazing and eclectic group of essays that reach deep into the parts of us that we tend to bury to avoid the emotions. The stories and observations also discuss the fear of myopic societies that refuse to examine the extraordinarily widespread problem of female lack of power, experience, confidence, and understanding of themselves since birth. Smile and nod. Smile and nod. Smile and nod. In this collection of essays titled Bad Feminist, Deraxian explores how she can be a feminist without living up to every rule and regulation, any strand the movement has ever suggested. She says, I think we got into this point because we've had to fight for so much and we've had to fight for so long that we really want people to seem to have new, that seem to have new ideas and good ideas to be everything, everything, so that the struggle will end. She says, as I started to think about how I can claim feminism while also acknowledging my humanity and imperfections, bad feminism seemed to be the best answer. It is not lost on me that the idea of living or being a good or bad feminist might be related to the distinctly female pressure of having to be a good woman. There's a lot of rules for women. We have a lot to, of expectations for women. We're expected to march in a straight line, and when we don't, all hell breaks loose. Gay rights, it's really frustrating that we have this double standard where we have to, as women, be everything to everyone and do whatever we're told and what's expected. It's not healthy and it's not sustainable. Nobody's perfect. From you shouldn't blog about baked goods <laughs> to feminists have worms in their brains, Gay has received her fair share of ill-advised debate on top topics on Twitter. We shouldn't need to have a book like this but we do need a book like this. A collection of many voices that spans age, race, body, class, and gender. Most, but not all, of the voices are women's, both trans and cis, but not all of their voices are the perpetrators. Presenting the undeniable, undeniable truth of systemic male violence while refusing to avoid the realities of queer trauma or cis sexism. The simple volume of voices is staggering. It's actually exhausting to realize just how many stories there are like these. When you realize what you've likely always known, what you might not want to think about what you might not be able to avoid knowing, just how many stories there are like these. 
The accounts differ in experience and severity, but Gay emphasizes that each are that bad. There is a wide and important margin between rape and harassment, between language and action, but only in a matter of degree, and degree that cannot in any real or purposeful way be quantified. Some of these experiences have ruined a life, but all of them have altered lives. They are not the same, but they are rooted in the same issues, the same culture of rape, violence, misogyny, and toxic masculinity. They are stories we need to hear and understand if we are to move forward. This is a book for everybody. It's a book that involves everybody, that affects everybody, because no one is immune from rape culture unless you consciously recognize its pervasiveness in our culture and in yourself and work to disentangle yourself from this poison. To read this was simply agonizing. It was agonizing because it is the truth. Because this is the raw truth in our world, at least our country. To know these experiences, to see in yourself some of them, and to recognize how close you are, might be, could be, to so many of the others is a terrifying thing. But the truth is, and there is a vicious important power in seeing it spelled out, this is what rape culture looks like. This is what it sounds like. This is what it feels like. This country alone bears a million of these stories, maybe even an infinity if you keep going back. Not a matter of if, but when. Not a matter of how, but of degree. This writer, Dr. Okay. The truth she exposes made my face hot. It made my head ache. It makes me angry. It is a reckoning. Roxanne Gay, in the clearest way, does what survivors and victims have been asking for. It gives them voice. No qualifications. It is a validation. It believes you. This was not your fault. You are not alone. Some may find Dr.'s gay writing, Dr. Gay's writing cathartic, others a resource, a reassurance. But ultimately, it is fiercely necessary. I wish with all my heart that we did not need the stories Roxanne Gay tells. But we do and I am grateful for it with all that same heart. I felt empowered by the stories of my fellow sisters and brothers who are speaking truths that most people in society choose to ignore. Most of the world wants to ignore these vital histories of what happened to survivors of assault or supporters of survivors 
because it seems so dark, too depressing, too real. Yet, that is the reason why these stories must be told. We need to embrace the, those who live through these traumas and really hear them. The way I wish someone had done for me. And in this collection, I found the truth that no one seeks out, but that was that I was happy to find after all things are known. Thank you. Desiree selected Missy Elliott. Modern Hearst story shares this on Missy Elliott. To cope with the traumas of her youth, Missy turned to faith, music, and humor and discovered her talent as a musician. Supported by a strong network of black artists within the industry, Missy went on to release six studio albums that have all gone platinum or higher, making her the first woman rapper to hold such a notable distinction. In 2016, Missy teamed up with First Lady Michelle Obama to release the women's empowerment anthem, This Is For My Girls, in support of various campaigns centered around empowering young women. Desiree. C. Elliott is listed in the portion of modern history called The Revolution Will Be Live. Much like Ellen DeGeneres, which we spoke of earlier, Missy has had to live her life, her personal traumas, on the stage for all of us to watch. And she has done so with grace and humor, which has led me to respect her so much, think of her as someone who is an amazing role model that I'm excited to talk to you about today. I struggled with sharing a little bit more in particular about why I picked Missy Elliott, but I decided to go for it in the spirit of Missy. In addition to the fact that she's an amazing human being, the story about Missy Elliott and her mother walking away from a violent situation in her household spoke to me at a deeply personal level. Missy had watched her mother undergo severe domestic violence, dislocation of shoulders, incidents to the point where Missy would not go and spend the night at a friend's house because she was worried that she would come home and find her mother dead. I have never had anyone in my family point a gun at me, but I can relate to the feeling of not wanting to leave the house because you don't know what you might be coming home to because of what your mother's going through. But Missy and I had the fortunate turn of events of a mother standing up and saying, no. No, we are not gonna live like this anymore. This is not how it's gonna be. In Missy's case, her mother staged a secret, quote, bus joyride, <laughs> during which she and Missy left the house and went to the comfort of family and community. 
And in an extra twist, it turns out that that family and community had banded together behind Missy and her mother and secretly, one at a time, taken their possessions out of the house and hid them in a U-Haul that was parked behind the house of where they sought shelter. I honor Missy's mother and the powerful message that she gave her daughter by choosing no, by choosing change. And I share with Missy the joy of spending the rest of my life being so proud of someone who I could watch be a personal hero. Beyond that one moving story, Missy has spent her entire life rising to fame and staying in continued stardom as someone known as a collaborator and a positive force, someone who every day builds up the people around her. If you search on the internet, you'll find stories about the little girl in a pink jumpsuit in one of Missy's music videos who Missy opened the door for, helped pave an entire career, even though Missy spent on the clock actually very few moments with this little girl. And yet the story is out there about how kind and thoughtful and generous Missy was with her time, how much she cared about the impact of being in a music video on children and looking out for what children were exposed to during that experience, including producing an entirely different version of the song that was child-friendly for the child performances. That little girl grew up and posted a YouTube video as a tribute for Missy. And Missy was there, live, celebrating it with her just like Missy was on Ellen DeGeneres' show, celebrating live with the, the woman who famously became a YouTube sensation by performing one of Missy Elliott's works without permission, mind you. <laughs> and instead of being one of those artists that files a lawsuit, Missy got up on stage and sung it with her and told her to work it. Missy Elliott, much like Prince before her, has produced and supported countless artists including being a co-producer on the Baz Luhrmann version of Lady Marmalade, which is a song that I personally enjoy. Unfortunately, in 2011, Missy had an extreme bout of hypothyroidism known as Graves' disease. She experienced a car crash as a result of this disease that she was suffering from, an inability to control the vehicle. Things got so bad at one point that she couldn't even hold a pen to write. However, Missy has come back, rebuilt her career, and I'm proud to say that in 2019, just within the past few days, it was announced that she is the first female rapper to be inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Also, as a fun side note, there's a petition currently going around asking to replace a Confederate monument in Missy's hometown, including a poll regarding which of her most famous superfly outfits the Missy statue should be wearing. <laughs> when I think of Missy Elliott, I think of everything that she stands for, everything, everyone that she inspires. And I sum it up for myself in three short sentences. Be brave, be kind, and be yourself. We have looked today at the lives of Ellen DeGeneres, Roxanne Gay, and Missy Elliott, women who promote justice and equity for all. This is an important item to consider in this religious community. 
Sadly, it may at times be overlooked. It's a reminder that an affirmation, affirmation of justice and equity is not enough. Affirmation requires action, if not from the many, at least by a few. As Margaret Marge Piercy says, it starts when you care to act. It starts when you do it again after they say no. It starts when you say we and know who you mean. And each day you mean one more. Tracy, Judith, and Des have featured Generous, Gay, and Elliot. There are others, many others, who seek justice and equity. Some are featured in Modern Her Story. Others are active, others are active, who attend this congregation. And it is here in this community where we turn for our efforts to mold and shape this ever-changing world of ours. Our community, Kirkland and the East Side, has come to know North Lake UU, and it holds this congregation in high esteem. As we look to the possibilities for change, may we be fully worthy of that reputation, drawing our inspiration from the models for action considered here today. For it is the possibilities they have promoted that ushered in the Congress we see today. We'll turn to the closing words of benediction. Do not think we are finished. Oh no, we will never be finished. Never just done until the light of justice is lit behind every eye. Turn now to sing, Be Ours a Religion.